Good morning, afternoon, evening, depending on when you're listening to this wonderful broadcast. I'm your host, Pastor John Bell. This is the Covenant Life Podcast. And this is cool because this is the f- episode one. That's right, folks. In the beginning, there was a podcast. And it was amazing. So there you go. So we have um, a... Uh, member of the church, someone who's amazing. And our church doesn't have membership, so really what I mean is a part of our family, the family of God. And so we are here to interview her today about her ministry and recently a trip that she took that the church we um, threw together an offering, and we're really excited to see um, the experience that she had with that and what she's gonna, how she's going to incorporate into her ministry. So ladies, and let me, I got to get the proper thing, right? I can't have just just a normal thing. I need like a great intro here. So ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Miss, I call her just Miss Linda. Hello, hello, hello. All right. So Miss Linda, um, tell everybody about your ministry. Well, um, I've kind of lived an exciting life. Um, most of all of my life, and didn't realize that God was preparing me for what I am doing today. And that's kind of like what everybody else should expect in their life too, the experiences that they go through. You know, don't don't curse the rain. Um, take notes. You know, prepare yourself. Uh, praise God for whatever you go through, and you'll end up using it later on. Uh, anyway, um, so. I was taking care of my mother. Uh, she passed at uh, 100. And uh, all of a sudden, God started to directing me to a ministry. And I, was, I received a car from my daughter, um, fixed it up, and took a 4,000-mile trek to the great northwest and around. And I started giving water to um, hitchhikers and snacks and things and they were so thankful because they were just out there you know barely making it and I said God this really feels good you know like wow this is cool and he goes yeah you got it right ha ha you know it's like okay (laughs) and uh, it went kind of developed from there and then when I got back I uh, basically started fixing up my car Um, I pretty much did the build myself my nephew in Idaho um, did give me a better bed, but it was all made of wood. And I noticed the back of my car was kind of leaning towards the passenger side. So um, I kind of went to PVC pipe. And it's been, a, it's been a progress, you know, over, I've only changed the back of my car 10 times. But you do it until you get it right, until you enjoy it, until yeah. you can, you know, live in it. It's really a cool story, um, your story. So, you know, you because you come from a, a wealthy family. Yeah. So it's cool to, and for the listeners that don't know, what she's talking about is um, she has been li- living in the van for how long? Almost three years. Yeah. So she's been living in her van and customize it to this ministry that she has. And it's really cool because she's been able to visit so many different places and God um, using her because she's willing to be used. She said, hey, here I am. What do you want me to do, Lord? And so... Um, that ministry, as she's been saying, has taken her everywhere. Um, one of the funny things that when she came to the church, we found out we had 
these common roots. Um, do you want to tell them about that? So my brother came and preached. Yeah. He lives in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and he preached a sermon. And, and tell them about kind of what you found out. Well, um, first, um, the, the good Lord wanted me to meet your mother. Um, he wasn't... He didn't. He wasn't going to take no for answer. For an answer, he made arrangements. She had to do a wash. I had to do a wash. We had talked prior. Long story short, we are now best friends. She, and let me let me pause you to give a shout out to my mom because she listens to this podcast. So I got to give her the proper shout out. Oh hey, Sandra Bryant. Or, sorry, not Bryant. That was her other name. Sandra Barber <laughs> came down from heaven. Okay. Okay. Love you, Mom. Okay, keep yes. going. I love so you, Laundry Sandra. mat, you met my I mom. I love Sandra, yes. Anyway, so it kind of all went from there, and she invited me to church, and she goes, I got this awesome, crazy son that, you know, preaches the word, and he's, you know, real, and he gets down, and he's like, you know, it's like, okay, let me try this out. And there's no hold bars. I mean, I mean it's just, you know, you, you be yourself, you love the Lord, uh, if you've got talent, you get used, you know, uh, in the church, if you volunteer, whatever, whatever God's called you to. And so, um, so I've been coming here for a while now. And, um, but the connection is the fact that Pastor Bell is also friends, but Facebook friends with my second cousins, some of my best friends in Spokane. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. So him and I became Facebook friends. Um, and so, yeah, and then found out that his older brother, uh, teaches at a church that my grandfather founded in the 1800s and it was like, oh, okay, Lord. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of like I'm home, you know, so. Yeah. And small world, like everyone, like what they say, the rule of five, like everyone within five people knows somebody that knows somebody has some common connection. Uh, I call it that awkward section on Facebook of people who you may know and and then you swipe through them and you're like. Why would I may know them? Because the algorithm, the computer says like, hey, yeah. you probably know them. So that was really cool. So um, tell them about, so most recently with your ministry, you've, tell them about the opportunity that, that came up for that trip. Well, um, the Lord is, well, I can, if you've ever felt what it, says, what it feels like to sit in a car that's idling, you can kind of feel the vibration of the in, engine. You kind of just know that, well, God has done that to me, I don't know how many times in my life. Yeah. And um, so I keep feeling this idling. And I said, okay, where are we going, Lord? And he, he shows me. And uh, so far, let me tell you this before, um, I have worked with the Lakota Indians in South Dakota at a, at a um, Hope Clinic, a Hope Ministry Clinic. Um, I've worked in Flagstaff at a thrift store that supports men's um, rescue and women's uh, home. I've um, so I get to go wherever God sends me, and so I felt a call to Mississippi. And the reason why I felt a call to Mississippi is because, well, at first I thought, okay, there's got to be something there, uh, obviously, and there was. Oh my goodness, I went to Mississippi. And I not only got to uh, feed, you know, eight men twice in the same park, mm-hmm. I got to volunteer at a soup kitchen. Uh, people just love each other. They work with each other. I found a, I want to say this slow so I don't get it wrong, mm. Hell Fighters is one of the largest 
motorcycle, Christian motorcycle ministries in the United States, huge, fantastic. Look, look at it on, online, just put in hellfighters.com. And saw that, literally got to call and talk and, and visit, and they've all got the same spirit. Mm-hmm. They all want to work together for the good. And um, there's, I just felt a sweet, sweet spirit in that spirit, you know, it was like a benevolent spirit of giving. And I asked God why. And I, so he sent me to so-so, which was 26 miles away in Mississippi. And my heart broke and the trees, these full grown, like four story yellow pine trees were snapped off like toothpicks. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh my goodness. And I kept going And the town had only five buildings left. It was totally destroyed, uh, and God spoke in my spirit and said, when people have the opportunity to lose everything that they have, including their life or their family, they instantly become benevolent. They care. They give because they could be the next person who's going to be asking for that mm-hmm. gift. Yeah. You know? And so people are just giving. I mean, they're just... It's in Laurel, Mississippi. And, yes, there is a program there. You know, Aaron and Ben Napier, you know, hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not why I went. I went because I looked behind the scenes on that program and saw caring, caring people. And I felt something through uh, the screen. And But that's where God led me. And... Um, I got to lead two people to Christ, uh, Amen. and that's what it's all about. Even if yeah. it was just for them, yeah, I would have gone that far. Um, God sent me to Lubbock. <laughs> I thought I was getting out of the storm. This was uh, last year, and there was a guy sitting on the, you know, uh, outside of Flying J, and and he was cold, and there was a Christian trucker just about six feet from me in his truck and we both came together for the need of this man and that was hot coffee uh, something to wear he needed to go to florida and the trucker took him to florida yeah and i mean god does not care distances money funds ability you know god calls those people that have the ability to say yes lord yeah. That's what it is. That's the key. Yeah. I think what a lot of people probably wonder within benevolence ministry, homeless ministry, and things like that, things that I've also been a part of is like people, you know, I think that there's like a a fear that they have of like, what if this person kills me? What if, what, you know, is well, there something that, you, I mean, obviously to me it's discernment, but what's mm-hmm. something like you would say to like, you know, because like, let me give a couple examples of, of just like when we talk about, you know, homelessness and, and talk about that ministry of seeing someone need, that has a need and feeling that need, but also some wisdom that you've learned along the way of like, here's what not to do, you know, okay. because that happens a lot too. If people always wondering like, what, what do I do? What do I not do? Um, one example for me is like um, when, when someone was given, you know, $20, and they ended up going to buy a 12-pack of beer and then making wrong decisions well, after they got the money. I have a solid clad rule. 
I do not give out money. Yeah. Okay. I carry water. I carry snacks. I carry, uh, during the winter, I carry seasonal type clothing, uh, gloves, yeah. scarves, caps, things like this. And I meet their immediate need. And I also pray if that's what you know makes them, if they need that, if they want that. Uh, I never force anything on somebody. But as far as cash, I say no. But yeah. hey, do you want a cup of coffee? Come on in. You know, come on into the racetrack or wherever I'm at. And, you know, let's, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. You know, yeah, I'll buy my, you a snack. I'll buy you, you know, whatever. That's wisdom. But I will not. And I'll tell you something. I, yes, mm-hmm. people. For those people in Waxahachie, yes, I'm the one that was parked at the island on Walmart. Um, I've had people, I've had a stalker. I've had an arsonist. Um, literally try to burn my van down. I've had people jeering at me, yelling at me, um, cursing me, um, deliberately trying to run me off a road. Um, and God has always been there to, you know, to protect me. Mm-hmm. And I have sat in the car and I've looked at the patio at racetrack and I have literally feel like, oh, there's somebody that could, and God says, sit. And you have to listen to that, that voice. God says, sit, do not move. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting and I'm watching. Because if he's telling me not to move and get out of the car, there's a reason. And I'm, so I'm just going to watch, take notes, whatever I have to. Yeah. And, but then yet, God will say, get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know exactly what he means. And so I go out and I ask him, what is there you need? You know? Yeah. Um, don't ask them if they're okay. Most people in this country right now aren't okay. Uh, it's, it's a g- generic question. Ask them, is there anything that you need? And I guarantee you, uh, I had a man who had just lost his adult son to pneumonia before COVID. And he he was just distraught, of course. And, you know, and it- Thinking about that, like, I want to cut you off because I want people to really hear this wisdom that, that comes from you in that ministry because a lot of people that just don't know how or feel like they know how, like, it's important to recap those things of one, you know, even thinking about Jesus, you don't see one time where Jesus is like, you know what, here's $500 or, you know what I mean? He he handled the need. What do you need? Are you, are you thirsty? Are you hungry? And he provided the miracles. And it was never that he was like, here, here's $100. Like, I can't think of one story in the Bible that he's just like, that money was the answer. It was like, what is your immediate need? And I like how you just said that too. And and you all in the audience that are listening that need to hear that is not asking, are you okay? Most people are not okay. Saying, what do you need? I like how you also said things that you carry, water, snacks, seasonal items, clothing. Anybody can carry that yeah. in a collapsible yeah. milk crate in the back of their car and pick it up and hand it to them. Yeah. That's Did I ever it. tell you about my funny story about the Subway sandwich? No, you haven't. Is Am I sp- going to hear it anyway? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to hear it. It was in okay, Spokane. It. it was in Spokane. Oh, okay. There was a guy on the side of the highway with his dog, as you see homeless people that have the signs. And, you know, part of me is thinking, like, I don't blame him. I mean, if, if minimum wage in the nation is averaging $8 an hour, and I can go make $25 an hour, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, some places it's yeah. higher, but the national average is still pretty low. Um, but like Texas, I think it's still seven seventy five. I mean, it's or is it eight eight twenty five? Something. It's yeah. still super low compared to inflation on houses and all that kind of stuff. But the point is, sometimes I don't blame people when they sit out with a sign and they go, "Well, I make 
$100 in an hour just bumming from people. Now, that's not homelessness. People, I guarantee you. I also. Oh, I know. I followed some people that had an apartment. But what I'm saying is like. Apartment? I see them getting in the brand new cars. You know, it's like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So anyway, well, back to the story. So. Go ahead. I rabbit trailed. But the guy was sitting on the side of the road. He had a sign like, hey, hungry. We'll work for food. And I was like an 18-year-old kid driving my red Toyota hatchback Tercel, this junky little car. And I had half a meatball sub. Eat fresh. It was so delicious. And I was still hungry. I was going to eat it when I got home. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to bless this man with this six-inch delicious tasty meatball sub. So I gave it to him. I was feeling pretty dang good about myself. Until meatball splattered on the back of my windshield. And he's like, I want cash. So I did what any reasonable person. I looked out the window and said, well, change your sign. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had a clean meatball sub off my thing. But it's just funny because it's like situations like that was like, you know, discernment. And like, if like you, you can test someone and see where their heart's at. And that was like one of those discernment things of like I gave food and it's like, because I've also had situations where people will lie through their teeth and make up the craziest rabbit trails to try to get cash. And I'm like, I well, will not give you cash. I have seen, I've had seen cars uh, in the parking lot at Walmart with their hood up saying, please, I need help. I need, you know, a car part or whatever. And I'm watching the other person, the other part of the team, sitting up watching somewhere, you know, 10 yards away. And, you know, it's like, come on. But again, it's called discernment, people. It's like ask questions. And I guarantee you, real homeless people are extremely meek, humble they they're they're not out there. They're not gregarious. They're not you know that means you know out in your face. Um, people who are looking for a freebie because for whatever, um, yeah. I mean it's like wait a minute. You know they they made a how, how can I say this? They made a kind of like a choice in life. Mm-hmm. Homeless people sometimes you know and they say well oh they're just nothing but drug drug users and whatever. Guess what? Most of the homeless people became drug users after they got out on the streets because yeah. it's a good place to hide. And how do I know? I might have come from a wealthy family, but I had to have a place to hide too. And yeah. I used drugs. Mm-hmm. Not drugs. Drink. I tried a few things. I didn't like them. So I stayed with the liquid. Um and, but God delivered me of that. But he gave me a sense of understanding where these people come from. Yes, I slept on my mom's beauty salon floor. Mm. You know, no fun. It hurts. There's reasons, and we can't judge these mm. people. If we have the ability to help and God says, do something, let's do it. Uh, let's don't judge. But believe me, most, now, if you're out on a highway, a homeless person might put a sign out saying, need a ride. Um, I need, you know, how to get there. I need water or whatever. The basics, okay? You might have a little bit different more because it's the atmosphere. It's it's where they're at. But most of the people that I've dealt with in almost the three years uh, were genuinely in people with need. But getting back to that story with the guy on the patio, um, 
I got to pray with him. I got to pray with him. Yeah. And I declared that his wife was going to be released from the hospital, grow strong in her strength. And guess what? When I came out from the racetrack and I said, how you doing? He said, I just called the hospital. She's getting released. We're going to go home. I said, well, you know what? Praise God, because he knows he's going to meet you right where your needs are. Come on, amen to that. So it's, you, ne- you never miss an opportunity. There's, I've, I have been taken. I've been, you know, I've been taken by some really good liars. But I know that God is going to use what they have done as also a lesson of humility and guilt. Who knows how God's going to use it in their life? But that's not my business. You know, um, I gave them food. I did what was right. And the Bible says, when you do it unto the least of these, you do it unto me. Yeah. We don't know. They don't come with references. They don't come with a resume. You know, you just follow what God tells you to do. You're open. Uh, If you feel anything negative, if you feel anything in your spirit, like, and if you ask yourself, should I? And that's not God leading you to do what you have to do. Yeah. If it's a should I, then you need to back up and re- reevaluate. Yeah. And here's another thing. I took out, I deliberately took out the front seat of my car. Yeah. So I would say, I'm sorry, but I can't take, give you a ride. <laughs> no offense. But my dog that's in the back, uh, long story, he has PTSD. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a retired um, service dog. Mm. Um. He wouldn't let him anyway. So, I mean, it's, you know, and he helped stop the person burning down my car. And so, praise God. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Christ-called life. Yeah. And it can be any, anything. Whether you're a, If you're a librarian, you know, be the best you can be. If you're uh, a mechanic, be the best you can be. Uh, whatever it is. And always make life. My dad had, my dad, who also um, accepted Christ before he passed, uh, he had a saying, find a need and fill it, and you'll always be successful. That's, that's, that's scripture. I mean, there's scripture that will back that up in the, in the word of God, mm. because God will bless you beyond measure. Yeah. Because you, of obedience. God blesses obedience. Yeah. And you know what disobedience is? Yeah. Yeah. It's the art of witchcraft. You need to be careful. <laughs> when God says do something, don't look at your watch and say, ah, I'll, get, I'll get to that later. <laughs> do it now or do it when he tells you to do it. So anyway. Yeah. So with your ministry, what's something like here you look in, in Ellis County and, and like what are some of the, the goals and things that God's put on your heart here in the future coming up? Well, when God sent me to South Dakota I, I worked with, uh, I got to be blessed to work with over 100 Lakota Indians every single day, yeah. Monday through Friday. And it's a, the gals up there, oh my goodness. Um, but God showed me what was needed in Ellis County. And that's called a hub where homeless people get mail. Homeless people have an advocate so they can get their driver's license and their security, uh, social security card. They can get their identification. They can even find their important papers because they get stolen. Okay. They get stolen, sold, used, whatever. Okay. So 
again, you can't judge. Um, they have a place where they can go in and, and get clothes, pick out the clothes they want. They can get in and they can have toiletries and they can have sign up for a wash day. They can drop their stuff off just for 24 hours just so they can go out and sleep without being afraid to get their stuff stolen. Yeah. And they have a kitchen and they have feeding. I mean, what more could we ask? We can't be afraid that if we supply the people in our, the less um, fortunate people in our community that they're going to, oh, it's going to get around and everybody's going to come here. No, they're not. Okay. Uh, we can change people's lives by supplying and getting blessed back as a community uh, if we learn to give and if we learn to help and to help someone else's life to get out from Now, yes, there are some people that are out there, I can hear you, I can hear you, and you're saying, well, some people don't want to be saved. Some people don't want to be helped. Uh, they just want the basics. Of course. Some people have been out there for 30 years. Yeah. I've met him. I've met a guy. I won't say his name. Of course, I don't know if it was real, his real name. But um, he didn't know how to get into his banking account. And he'd been receiving retirement for 15, 20 years. He has enough money <laughs> to, be, to, to, yeah. to buy an RV. Yeah, you know, that's funny. He, yeah. You know, well, it's not funny. No, it's I, I, well, not like funny and like a, I'm is that a ha -ha. You thing. It's, it's like a, a, like, like, you that's know, crazy, like, like crying, like tears of joy. Yeah. Yes, Whatever like, the laughter version of that is yes, like, like for funny. But like, no, this, it was like, you're kidding me. You know, I won the lotto. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and you know, he goes, I don't know how to get into my, I don't know how to get my stuff. I don't know yeah. how to get my ID. And if I guarantee you, did you know that PTSD keeps people from getting into confrontational situations and trying to find information like your GED, your Social Security, is a confrontational situation. Because as soon as that person on the other end of the line goes, and so how about this and about this information and how about that? Lady, I don't have it. I lost it. It was stolen from me. You know, I mean, all of a sudden, the judgmentalness of you know, opinions come back and rest on their head and they don't want to deal with it. So they mm -hmm. go ahead and they suffer rather than because they said, well, I've, I've been out here. I, I, I'm okay. I've been doing this. So they don't go to that next step of getting help because they feel judged. I guarantee you. Um, and so this poor guy, he had probably so much in the bank. It wasn't funny. He just did not know how to get to it. Because he wow. didn't know how to get, he didn't, if you don't know there's, you know, if, you, if, yeah. if you're falling off a cliff and you don't know there's a rope right next to you in five feet that you could grab onto, you're going to, you're going to crash. Yeah. And sometimes that's yeah. all, it's just, it's just that easy. Oh just yeah. To come alongside someone and say, Hey, how can I help you? Yes. I mean. And take time. And that's what up in Rapid City um, had this, where they make an appointment. To meet the advocate, yeah, she would get everything for this person to be able to get an apartment. You can't get an apartment if you don't have proper ID. You can't get a good paying job. You can't go into a school situation. You can't go in. 
So many things are restricted if you do not have that information. And if it was just stolen or if it was stolen 20 years ago, you can get it back. Yeah. So That's good. Man, it's crazy how fast 30 minutes goes by. Oh, let's keep going. No. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm going to have you on more than just once I because I want to get into, you know, have a testimony um, episode with you. Well, I've, I've have... seen over 200 miracles in my life. Yeah. And I've charted. Aren't you writing a book about, like, yeah. No, I, I I'm waiting for a co-author, <laughs> for someone yeah. who knows how to type, you know. So, yeah. but yeah, um, I've seen. Um, yeah. You'll have to get to the one where my grandson actually died and went to heaven. Yeah, and oh. he came back. Wow, and he saw my father, and a promise that it's in the Word of God that we're not too sure about, but he confirmed it. Woohoo! That was fun. Woo-hoo. Yeah, um, and also that. I was healed of cancer. I actually coughed up uh, a dead tumor from my throat. <laughs> that Woo-hoo! is awesome. I mean, that's just two. I mean, but that's just two out of two hundred. Yeah, I mean, and you're not, and you're not done yet. You know, I mean, well, there's still more coming. And this, you might remember if you were in Spokane. Did you ever hear of a story called "God Squad Strikes Back"? Mm-mm. Well. I was part of a different squad when I lived in Spokane. Well, you would have heard it. It was on NBC, CBS, and ABC. Yeah. I guarantee you, we got... Well, when you're a 19-year-old kid going to the club, smoking <laughs> weed and drinking, you don't really watch news. Well, isn't God good? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's so gracious. But we got we got about uh, 20-some people out of bondage yeah. in Spokane. It was a blast. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'll have to... Well, Spokane has quite a bit of population of homeless compared to... Walks well, they were coming and through. And you know those, yeah, yeah. those teams that they sell either... Uh, spray bottles of this and this and that, yeah, or yeah. magazines and stuff, and they hold these kids captive, and they have to reach a quota. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what this was, and yeah. so and we did raids. <laughs> oh man, I was had oh, a joke that I didn't say. It was awesome. It was awesome. It's like you that's know, funny. God used that alpha female in me that can deal with Rottweilers and Linda. Don't take nothing from nobody, <laughs> well, which is you know. Actually, I give a lot. <laughs> So if you have like an issue and stuff, and uh, you yeah. know, you can if you see her around, I mean, you know, in town, say hi and say hello. And, and, and for and for my stalker, I'm sorry, but you picked the wrong girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. But well, that's a testimony, you ladies. Sometimes yes. a hard no is the best no because guys can't take a hint sometimes. So you need to so, get the hard no. Yeah, but praise God. I mean, I mean, I have that on newspaper and tape. So yeah, that that story. So all of you listening and stuff like, um, you know, with, with all these stories of people that God has brought together for this season in this community and this family in Waxahachie and Ellis yes. County, um, man, I just love when people support other people's visions. So get with Miss Linda. Um, let's see that hub come to pass. I know one of the reasons why we started working with you is because we one of the things that's always been on my heart is the church should take care of a lot of the needs that it's not taken care of. And we gave it to the government to take care of, you know, things like clothing and, and, and food and, and help and resource. Like that's something I believe the churches should be helping with. Instead we have massive, you know, churches have massive offices and they just, they don't use them. So what we're proposing to do actually at our church is turning all of our current offices, building a little tiny, small area for offices and everything else becomes house of blessing Yes. So we don't have the hub, but Speaking we have the hub. Of that. Speaking of that, your mom, Sandra, if you're listening, yeah, she I, will. I love you. You are so awesome. Um, she's <laughs> she's my she's my giggle hype. I'm telling you, if I if I feel just a hair down, and that that takes a lot. 
I mean, I'm not usually that way. I'm always laughing and giggling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I call your mom. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like, here she comes. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, the angel sound. It, <laughs> anyway, the house of blessing. Yes. It's, it's, it's right now, it's in a transition. Yeah. But it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we're praying for this to all go through because if it does, we'll be able to help so many. Oh, my goodness. People. And it's, the thing is, and we're going to help people to help people. Come on. Yeah. Teaching them how to fish. Yes. You know, instead of just. Yeah. And it's like, I love that song that says, uh, waiting by the river, bait your hook. You know, yeah. it's like, just don't sit there and do nothing but, you know, yeah. casting it in. Um, I, I totally blew that song just now. But anyway, the point being is we have to be proactive. Yeah. We have to be engaged well and, and that scripture that just uh i was talking to a buddy yesterday we're talking about the scripture that just says if you're just like walking somebody like the pair the, the paraphrase would be i see you in the cold and i go hey have a good day <laughs> you know yeah. like that scripture that talks about not doing anything to help a need of a brother or yeah. someone that you see and just being like oh stay warm <laughs> well, and how just jacked up that would be rather than if i have what i need an to extra help coat yeah, and carrying the things that you said for yeah. the wisdom. So, well, either we either we are attending church or we're activated. Yeah, I want to make a free difference. T-shirt, Holy Spirit activate. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna hand it out for free. But I I do want to. Yeah, <laughs> like part of our church. One one of the things I've always wanted to do is just hand out Christian clothing for free yeah. that has a message that glorifies God. Well, did you know so we, what, ha- we did two so yeah, far? Yeah. You know, we did the big cross one. We did the cover yeah, life waiting, one. I'm waiting for my t-shirt. So. I know. Well, they go fast because they free, girl. <laughs> I know. You know. And if people donate, we do we do more shirts. But um, I'm busy. But. And, and like I said, if you see her around town today, I just want to recap as we, you know, introduce her ministry, talked about her, her trip. Oh, uh, learning the about name the, of the ministry. Yeah. Nomad Ministries, right? Nomad with a purpose. Yeah. Yes. Nomad with a purpose. So, yes. um, and there's more to come. For sure, um, because as long as we say yes to God, there, and as long as we're breathing, there's just more to do. There's All more the time. Um, projects, and 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 you're kind of like to me, it's like the missionary. Like God will have you go somewhere. You'll go complete the mission, come back while you're doing the overall mission here and everywhere you go. But I love God speaking in your life. Go here, go here, go here. Do this, get it done, come back. Get ready for the next one, you know, because the vans, when, when you get that analogy, I thought the van's always on, it's always idle. And it's just like, because that means it's ready to go to wherever the next destination is. So like I said, we'll have Miss Linda back on for sure. If you see around town in Ellis County, just ask. There's full of uh, wisdom and information of how to bless the least of these and how to take care of people, how to uh, witness to them, love them. And also I teach people how to live in their vans. Yeah. And get that fear out of there. They can even if they have to live in there for a week, two weeks, a month, yeah. six months. Well, I drive a Prius, so it'd be pretty impressive. There are women who do that. That's incredible. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, what you do, what you have to do. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With all things, and you know, <laughs> what that, what's that saying? Um, but anyway, I teach them how to um, clips. Uh, clips, bungee cords are. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, forget the diamonds. Forget the rubies. Just give me <laughs> yeah. a bag of bungee cords. <laughs> <laughs> Hide those in your saves and, and uh, lock the combo. And, <laughs> I'm serious. Hmm. And, and so it's it's not hard. And I 
I find a lot of people out there mm. doing that yeah. because of the high cost of rent. And to your yeah. contractors out there, if you're listening, guess what? In Laurel, Mississippi, they are building 12 brand new duplexes for 400 a month, three bedroom for families. Wow. We can do it here. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into a bunch more. I know. But I know. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, I think Strike that we all talk. have things we can do and we all can place, <laughs> um, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with making money, but every once in a while you have to take a look at your life and go, what am I sacrificing to truly do the greater good? Because inherently we are selfish people that only think about ourselves and our pocketbooks and how much money we can make. But, oh, the beauty when you help someone. Yes. The joy, the everything that comes with it. So thank you for coming today. Oh, I loved it. Being numero uno episode. And, Woo-hoo. you know, as the pastor, I, I just hope to do so many of these that would bless people, light a fire under people to say, man, it doesn't matter if I feel like I have nothing, I can still do something. You know? Oh, anybody can. Yeah. So that is awesome. God bless you and your ministry. And there's definitely more to come. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, Miss Linda. And um, don't approach the van too fast because she doesn't have that dog. I'm just playing. You guys have a wonderful day. I'm going to play some outro music, and everyone's going to have a great day. Bless you. Bless you.